let us pray father we ask for your holy spirit to be present with us use me to help us preach your word and to know who we are i thank you that your presence is here i thank you for the host of angels sweet holy spirit use me and bless us in jesus name amen, amen. put your hands together for the lord jesus and take your seats amen amen wow i see great and mighty warriors and servants of god amen hallelujah sometimes it is so amazing that some of us we we, we didn't know that we will ever become a preacher that we were once like you and sometimes you have to remind yourself where you'll be in the end one day somebody got convicted when he went for a barrier service he was very stubborn and when they they went for the barrier service he did not attend that barrier service but he had lost a loved one and then before the ceremony was over he felt bad that he didn't attend that funeral and uh, when he was going to the graveyard a decorated place uh, there was an entrance and i think the entrance was written uh, we were once like you we were once like you so when you are entering the graveyard you will see we were once like you hey, it's a message and he entered the place went to stand by the friend and when he was coming out of the place and he saw from the other end when he was coming out that you one day be like us. <laughs> so if today some of us are preaching, you one day be like us. <laughs> I can feel that one day you'll be like us. If you are not yet a preacher, you'll be like us. May the Lord God use you as we try to understand what we are doing for God. Amen. Amen. And sometimes I am moved by certain things that sometimes I hear. And one of the scriptures that always comes upon my heart is Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Where sometimes some of our lives, where it started from. It said that also I heard the voice of the Lord. It is always good to hear the voice of the Lord. You can only be a good Christian when you are able to hear the voice of the Lord. And he said that whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. See, sometimes we don't know if God is sending you or God has called you. So, I am blessed to be in this house in and then seven under one major person in my life that has turned my life around our father whom I cannot stand here to share the word of God with you and never honor him mm. for me being 
a preacher today. Our father, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Hallelujah. I never knew that one day after listening to this man, I could, my life could turn around and change to also become a preacher. When I read so many books, I never understood them. But I realized that I, I used to struggle to even understand the word of God. But ever since I heard from him, it became much easier for me to be able to understand the things of God. I can read certain spiritual books and I will never understand. I mean, if I'm looking for Jesus Christ and then Jesus Christ is no more, now I can feel that there is somebody who is walking his anointing mm. as, as Jesus Christ, another representative of Jesus Christ on this earth to me. Mm. Because if you are somebody who cannot hear, I had to go on my knees and I prayed from the first day that I heard him and then I surrendered my life to Christ. I became born again under under, under him. And when I became born again, I was really asking God that is it my way? Is it the way forward? I became born again. What next? Is that all that it is to life? But as I kept on listening to him and hearing him, I realized that one must move from one level to another level. But I still didn't know how. I still didn't know the way. So, I was under another man of God that he placed me under. And he, he, was, he was a prophet. I sat under his feet for 14 years. And as we were moving along and serving God, and I was humbly serving under him. I, when he says we should fast, I was fasting. When he says that there is anything that we have to do, I got myself involved. I realized that when the church, your leader, your pastor that God has given you, is directing you and instructing you what you must do. You must just obey and follow. As I kept on following and listening and doing what I have to do because it's like I didn't have any vision. Some of you, you are here, you don't have any vision. Some of us, we have given our life to Christ but we are in church. So if you don't have any vision, you have your pastor to lead you. Just follow the leading of your pastor and you, you will understand what you are about in this life. Hallelujah. So when I heard the scripture, I was wondering that it is much easier for you to follow a man who can simplify things for you to understand. And one day, as I was fasting and praying, I wanted to, I said, God, I want to be honest with you. I want you to show me the way where whom as you serve. And if truly, this man of God that I've given my life to you, Jesus, under him, under his umbrella, or under his preaching, if he's, he's the right person to follow, because we have some of the Arab blood in us sometimes we argue a lot and sometimes we try to disagree in a certain way 
But I wanted to be sure. And I wanted to know what I must do. So in one of the fasting and prayers, we were doing it. And then one day I said, God, you are not speaking to me. You are not showing me the way. I need to understand if I am in the right church. And I'm under the right leader. I want to know because I belong to another church before. And I never heard anything like born again. But it is through him that I heard something about born again. It is through him that I understood that when you die, you, you, you leave the body behind and, and your spirit will have to go somewhere. Either you go to hell or heaven. So I had to ask God. And when I prayed and fasted for seven days and then the last three days I think it was um, our, our prophet called it Otopi and then one day that night when I slept I had a dream and in that dream I saw a very big mountain very high mountain white from bottom to the top and when I looked up on the mountain, I heard a voice. Look up on the mountain. And I looked up on the mountain. Then lo and behold, I saw our father bishop that coming in his cassock, wearing and holding the staff in white and coming up on the mountain. And he stood on the mountain edge. And I said, wow, this is bishop. And he said, Nasib, come up. I saw myself at the bottom of the hill, very high hill. And I started climbing the, the hill to go to him up on the mountain. And when I climbed to a point in the, somewhere about the middle and just above the middle of the mountain, he said hold on there and I stood there I said I want to come to you and somebody came from behind him and he told me that listen to him and you have a ministry hallelujah Amen. and I said so Bishop I want to come to you then he said yes as you are coming to me you have work to do look on your right when I looked on my right I saw a church with people in it then he said it is time for you to start preaching go and preach I said me since when did I become a preacher I only want to follow you I just want to be with you let me come up there then he told me go and preach I said I have never been a preacher before I have never preached before I don't know what to preach then he told me that look down and when I looked down I saw Bishop's books books I think it's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord I saw books books all around me and he told me that you have the books and you can preach he said they are waiting for you and I picked one of the books and I I rushed into the hall to go and preach and I woke up from the dream wow 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 
books so if you are here today it doesn't matter whether you are in lighthouse you belong to the UD you are a non-lighthouse person who is here this conference is for anyone who wants to do the work of God and our father's ministry is to equip us to do the work of God. It doesn't mean that you must be only in light house before you can do the work of God. But as you have come to this conference, I believe that it is time for you to know that God is calling you that you have something to do for God. So if you know you cannot hear, our father has written a book, The Art of Hearing. The Art of Hearing. Art of Hearing. The act of hearing. You cannot find it on the shelf. Okay. It's, it's there. All right. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. So maybe you don't know how to hear from God. This book is here to help you. This book is here to help you. You can understand so many things from this chap- this book. The perfect will and the imperfect will of God. I had to go through fasting and prayer for me to discover this secret about the books of our father. But you, you don't need to go through fasting and prayer when now a certain declaration has been made to you. Like from yesterday when we first heard the speaker, one of the speakers who was preaching, Bishop Steve said that, um, in First John chapter one verse three, he said that the things that we have seen, we have heard, we have touched. He said this is something that I mean, you don't need to worry yourself again when you have people who are fellowship with Jesus Christ and they are talking to you. Understanding how people enter into the imperfect will of God. You are lost in this society. You are lost in the world. You don't know what to do. You are a Christian. This book will help you to hear from God. When you start hearing from God, sometimes you are lost as to what you can do. And sometimes when you hear from God, you don't even know your way forward. This book will help you to hear from God and one of the chapters says that how to identify a door so there are some of the chapters when you take these books and some of the chapters are there it will be something that the Holy Spirit will be talking to you about if you cannot hear you will start hearing it when I started hearing from God I realized that I was somebody who was working I was a lay person I didn't understand the lay ministry. So I was wondering that if I'm hearing from God, what next? Then I realized that there's another book that can help me to another level. Like us. This book can help you to identify what you have to do for God. When you open this book, it's amazing that there are so many different areas that can help you. It says that a layman, anyone who is working and is called of God and started coming to church, you are a layman. You have a ministry. But without reading these particular books and some of the books, you will never know that you have a ministry. You see, those days when angels were appearing and then talking to particular 
people about certain prophecies. Angel Gabriel will come and talk to Mary that look, you have a son. Angel Gabriel will come to the temple and, and, and come and talk to Zachariah that look, you also have a son. Angel Gabriel will come to Gideon and come and tell him that look, you have to fight for your people and then you have been called. But I think that we are now in the era where the Holy Spirit is now with us and his name is Emmanuel. So sometimes we tend to forget that it is the Holy Spirit that will prompt us and lead us and let us know what we must do for him. You can wait for an angel to come and speak to you but the angel will not appear. There are some people that listen to only the voice of God and hear the voice of God and then they are working for God and they are in full-time ministry and there are some of us who are very stubborn and then we have to go through certain type of encounters with God hey he said that several reasons why God operates through lay people you will know this book will help you you know sometimes you are here and then you don't even have a choice of coming to buy one set of this collection of books the Macarius. These books that we are talking about, they are all in this book. It is good to own one of this book and then make sure that whatever need that you have or whatever necessity, whatever need that you need or whatever area that you need God to help you in, search for the book. When you go through the titles, this book is there to help you. Sometimes you have a mind that, oh, this book is for lighthouse, lighthouse books. It's not lighthouse books. These books are ministry books that will help you to build your own ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, this book will enlighten you and help you to know who you are. That, oh, as I am working, I'm earning my salary, I'm, I'm, I'm going about my daily life not knowing there's something little i can also do for god that's why the ministers in this house when we also know about this book we will help the people in the church to rise up to become workers in the house now when you look at the cover of the book it says lay men lay people lay pastors and volunteers so now you understand that okay people have to help people have to come into the ministry people must come and work for god now when these people have come that they are coming to work for god now what next what do you do i mean somebody like me i've never known how to lead people or how to shepherd people i've never known how to handle anything like ministry i was only following and so you will come and realize that you need to do something extra for you to understand what you are doing and when you come and pick this book the art of following the art of following yes the art of following this is the book the art of following how to emulate how to copy how to become like the person i mean you desire to become a preacher you decide to become a pastor at a point when you are serving god 
a certain desire comes into your heart a certain burning desire comes into your heart but you can move to another level by understanding how to go for some books to read as soon as you get hold of certain particular books it will change your ministry you know the act of following is a very powerful book that you need to read it these books they are all in this collection the Macarius has all these books so I decided to follow you know I always when it comes to the art of following you have certain interesting chapters in this book the art of following Abraham the art of following Isaac the art of following Jacob you see what is the art of following you may not understand but it will explain to you what you must do to follow when you come to church why you must follow your pastor why you must obey him and then follow the things that he's asking you to do gradually as you follow your pastor and assist him and following these things every area he goes what he does and as you are listening to him the art of following will help you to know that there's a certain ministry that the god god is developing you into i remember the first time that i read this book and when i was reading this book i was i i, I was reading one of the uh, stories from jerusalem that in the time of jesus christ when jesus christ uh, died and then they have gone to crucify him and everything and um, the disciples were following him and were doing the work of god after some years passed there was a pastor who also wanted to follow the footsteps of jesus christ so he decided to pick up 12 people and train them so he also picked this is a jerusalem story that i read and he said that he also picked 12 disciples and said that look i'm also following what jesus christ did and i also want to have a ministry so he picked 12 people one two three four he said that follow me and i'll make you fishers of men we are all going to work for god hey! and these 12 people were happy that they were all in the uh, ministry so they were going to do the work of god and they must follow this man of god he said that look I mean follow me because jesus speaks and then we are working for god and i'm going to show you what we must do so this man decided that he will move and go for retreats with them wherever he was going he will move along with them he was going everywhere with them and they were learning so it got to a point that um, he was teaching them and then he was teaching them how the ministry is that when you pass through the ministry it is not going to be smooth and easy when you are following you are copying some people i mean anyone who will follow abraham Abraham didn't have it easy when he was walking in the land of Canaan. He traveled all along. The challenges that he came through, he had to fight some wars to go and save his, uh, his, 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 his nephew Lot. I mean, all these kinds of troubles that he went through, you realize that it was not all that smooth when you hear that Abraham was rich and he was great. It's as if that when he became great, he has never passed through any of these type of struggles and sufferings before you can now understand that when you you are following you will pass through a time of suffering a time to die where is the book for yes good losing it's time for you to lose you leave your family you leave and then follow the work of god you will be losing certain areas of your life certain things in life you will be suffering and you'll be sacrificing and you'll be dying 
So this man was teaching them that the ministry, there comes a time that you have to lose. It comes to a stage of suffering. It gets to a point that you no know, sacrificing comes in that you must sacrifice your time. You must sacrifice your money. You must sacrifice your time and everything that you have to do for God. And it gets to a point that you have to die for God. So this man, the 12 people who were following, he said that today we are going to have a retreat in one of the mountains beyond these borders. So he got a capital and he made 12 cross. 12 cross. Like Jesus Christ. He said, let us experience the suffering of Jesus Christ. So when they made the 12 cross, these 12 cross were made. And then he said that, look, we are going to that mountain. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are going to walk through the suffering of Jesus Christ. Hey! So they all picked the cross. He said, all of you, pick it. And he also picked this cross and they were moving. And they were going. But the place was full of mountains, hills, valleys, rivers, water. So they have to cross them. So they started crossing one after the other. They would climb the mountains. But when they got to a place, there was one particular person among them. He would tell the rest of the church, you people, are you not suffering? Why? Are we Jesus Christ? But Jesus Christ has come to die and gone. Why are we breaking this cross? And we are following this man as if we are also Jesus Christ going to die. What kind of demonstration is this? Hey! You know, you'll be in the ministry when you are following your pastor, your pastor is directing you. We are going for outreach, we are doing visitation, we are all these kinds of things comes through this book. When you read it, you will be able to understand so that you will harden yourself and then do the work of the ministry. You want to do the work of the ministry, you must read this book so that in any given time, whatever your pastor is doing, you will follow him well and go through this life. The challenges of life so this guy he was always behind and then the, the leader their, their pastor was ahead of them all the time so they will give them a break and they will wait and then this man will talk that hey Charlie, we are suffering no the cross is heavy but why 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 is this our pastor worrying us to go and they'll tell him that look he wants us to experience the suffering of jesus christ and then this man said no 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 me dear. i don't think that i can bear this cross but I want to do the ministry work, but I don't want to go through this type of suffering. So he decided that he will cut the cross. So he cut the tail of the cross from weight. He said, the tail is too heavy. The cross too was long. So he cut a part. So it became a little bit lighter. And the people were going. And the people didn't know that he was reducing his cross when they were going. So when they got to another point, he cut the cross again, cut the arms, and the thing reduced again. This man was avoiding that suffering. He was trying to do the ministry work or follow them without him suffering. He was... So he cut the the, the, the wings, the arms, the arms of the cross, he cut parts to reduce the weight so that he could go faster and not to struggle and suffer. Mm. So they got to a point when they reached there, it was now a place to cross with the river. So that place, there's a pattern of cross that has been made. So you put the cross into it and you walk over it as a bridge. Mm. What a shock! So 
And when he got there, he said that now we have almost reached there. When we cross this bridge, we are just there to start our fellowship and the retreat. We have arrived. So he put his cross down and he walked over it. And then when you cross, you have to take your cross again and cross the next one and go. So they all put their cross and they cross. And when they got to the last man who was always complaining, who was always murmuring, who was always talking, and he got there, his cross is short. It couldn't fit. Hey! It couldn't fit. What will he do? They said, ah, Are you not coming? And they all looked at him. He put it in. He said, ah. They thought that the, the measurement of the cross was wrong for him. And they said, No, all the cross was the same measurement. You see, when the leader who has the vision is leading you, he has a direct call from God. And you are following him. Just follow. Copy what he's doing. Don't change it. And pull yourself out like a Judas. So among every group, those who are not following, those who are not listening, those who don't want to pass through suffering, losing, sacrificing and dying, it gets to a point of time and then they pop out as Judases. Yet, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He couldn't go. He couldn't cross. He was left behind. When rapture comes, it will happen just like that. Those who are not obeying, those who are not following, rapture will take place and people will be left behind. Don't let us follow the world. Don't let us think that the world has a certain pattern of life, so we are going to follow it. There is only one man who has ever spoken in my life and made a difference in my life that today I'm also standing here and sharing with you. Maybe you, 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 you would have been here all the time, you've been coming to church, but something is happening to you in this conference. Something is rubbing on you in this conference. Your mind is certain, it's changing to do the work of God with zeal and passion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that that he also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father we want to have fellowship with god the isaiah 6 verse 8 has something very interesting so when we went through when they went through they lost it they lost it sometimes we have a lot of mistakes that we do as pastors when we are following and we have to listen to our pastors and do the work of God there is a book here that can help you the 10 top 10 mistakes of pastors the pastors make this book will help you to correct certain mistakes certain mistakes in your ministry when you are starting ministry whatever you are doing for the work of God this book will help you but Isaiah 6 verse 8 he said that then send me if God has called you and God is sending you verse 9 he said that verse 9 and he said go and tell these people hear ye indeed but understand not and see, ye indeed, 
but perceive not. So, sometimes, when the man of God, or people are leading you to do the work of God, still you don't understand. Still you don't see your way forward. It's like sometimes you have come to church alright, but the direction at which the head is going, you don't see, you don't hear. So, when you don't see and you don't hear, you only see that you don't get yourself involved. But you are here. But you are around. But this conference is changing you so that you can see, you can hear. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody is receiving a mantle for him to move forward in ministry. A certain mind that you used to have is changing. Amen. Amen. And he said the next verse. Make the heart of these people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. And convert and be healed. So, many of us we need healing we need direction if we don't hear we can never be healed we will be the same way we are when we are not able to hear and understand that's why sometimes when even we are preaching and talking to you it is much easier for you to come for the books read the book the man who is carrying the vision and the mantle and the spirit to help you in your ministry. Our father is the prophet, the apostle. He, he holds all the fivefold gifts that he is moving into the whole world, opening up and letting people understand that everybody has an opportunity and a chance to do the work of God. Hallelujah. This book will help you. Now, when it comes to doing the work of God, there are some various types of books that can help you. Sometimes even you don't even know what to do, what to pray about. Bishop has a book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. Right. If you want to transform your pastoral ministry, yes, sorry. Thank you. This book, when you read it, it will transform your ministry. Why you should avoid a pseudo ministry? I love this book. Because it will really direct you as to what to do when you are truly a child of God, called of God to do his work and ministry. Why? This of late, we live in a city and, and this region of Ashanti region. A lot of people are in a particular type of ministry that looks the same. And that is changing the minds and the course of the people. You can have a whole congregation and then at one given time, you find out that whole congregation is drifted into another area of another ministry to go there for some help 
and go for direction. When you read this book, it will help you to know how to handle your people and your ship and what to pray about. There are some areas in that are six reasons why praying strategic Bible prayers. Six reasons for praying strategic Bible prayers. Five ways for pastors to pray effectively. Two steps to understanding intercession. How to intercede against the law of degeneration. This book is here to help you. And 18 facts about spiritual warfare. So, what do you need? Any material and equipment that you need. We have a prophet, a writer who has written these books to help everybody who wants to do ministry. To let everybody be aware that look, this book that we think that only a few people are choosing is the mentality of certain type of people who are restricting themselves from doing ministry. If you want to transform your ministry, you need many accord many are called many are called the colors of the book they are beautiful colors hallelujah no, the, the, uh, the, the books uh, had, the covers are changing so sometimes we look for a particular cover that we know already amen <laughs> powerful Amen. Amen. Many are called. So afraid to do it. Why you are still alive? There is a reason why you are alive today. The reason why you are alive. Many Christians are called. Many Christians are called. Not a few. Look, if you read our father's book, it will let you understand that. Look, not knowing that me too or you too can also become a preacher. There is no limitation. So far as you have given your life to Christ, you are born again Christian. You only have to grow and become matured. And you will now understand that, oh, not knowing that me too, I'm called, oh, I can do the work of God. Barring because you are, a, you are, you are blind to hell. So it's like there is some kind of production that you have to produce. What kind of production is this? Soul winning. Soul winning. So now when you are able to understand that you are called, and you know that now you too you can do something for God. Now it gets to the time that you must go for another book. You see, the materials are there at any stage of your Christian work with God. There is a book to guide you, help you. That's why this book is here, the Macarius, that you need a copy in your home. If you say you love Jesus, you love God, you need a copy in your home. You will not understand why you must change this book when you understand many are called and go for tell them that why should you tell people what should you tell them 
And sometimes you don't know what to tell the people. But Bishop has made it simple for us. That we can now go for the book, tell them. Tell them. Tell them. And we have to, 20 reasons why you must be a soul winner. I, I have never seen any book that has 120 reasons why you must be a soul winner. But you are here, you have not read this book before. You must read it. You must read it. You say you are called. You are trying to do something for God. But you have not read this book. Get this book. Get this book. Now when you are telling the people, some of these people, they can scatter. They can go out of your hand. You will not be able to know where they are and what you should do for them. So now, there is a book that can guide you for you to be able to handle the people that you are telling them about Christ and winning souls. What you must be able to what you should do for them to be able to gather around you. Then you understand what it means to become a shepherd. Then now you understand that, oh, not knowing that. Oh, not knowing that what I am doing, I have become a shepherd when you become a shepherd you know what to do there is what it, what is a shepherd now you will start understanding your role and what you are supposed to do for God why you can become a shepherd how I discovered the ministry of a shepherd and you come and understand sharing the burden. So, these books are available for you. At any given stage in your Christian work with God, there is a book to guide you to do the work of God. There is always something that you will need to help you in another stage of your work with God. I will be surprised that you are there and you are a Christian and you are not trying to get a book to read at any given time. So at any given time, as a Christian, you need to know who you are if you are responding to the call that you are now born again and you belong to the kingdom of God what do you have to do? this conference is changing you this conference is turning you into a shepherd anyone who takes care of people they'll become a shepherd this book will help you to know that how to develop your ability to preach and teach. And how to become a good shepherd. And how to become a full-time shepherd. Whether you want to come for full-time ministry or you want to be a lay minister, whatever area or stage of your life that you are a Christian, you, 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 you want to be, you, you, you can read the books and it will help you. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you alive this morning? Yeah. Are you alive this morning? And so, when you become a shepherd, you, need, you now need to understand that there is the mega church where now you start 
grouping people, start growing people, you need the mega church. The mega church is here. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. The mega church. It's a very classic book. You want to do ministry. 25 reasons why you must have a mega church. Why a lot of people must be saved and a lot of people must go to heaven. This book will help you how you can receive the anointing how to understand the anointing steps to the anointing what it means to catch the spirit of the ministry fight for commitment wow this book blessed me so much it's always blessing me anytime I read it when I'm talking to some of the shepherds it helps me to identify those who have committed I said, wow, what kind of wisdom is this? I have never seen some before. I don't know of any writer or any person who loves ministry has written all the materials for me and you to be able to do the work of God. This man is sent of God. And he's moving everywhere in the world trying to help us to understand that even if we have to grow the churches the principle for church growth is possible but when we are trying to grow the church when we are trying to build a church we are in a certain region this region are full of prophets and a lot of curses that the people become so afraid and they don't know what to do at any given time even though they are in church when there is some situation in their life they go to other people and go and consult them yeah. what i'm saying is it true or not true i have seen my own church member i have spoken to i have ministered to them I've spoken to them about the word of God. Why they must be stable in the house of God. Why they must be a strong Christian. There's another book. This, um, how to be a strong Christian. I said if you're not a strong Christian. You go to other places. I have preached to them. I've helped them to understand. Why they must be a strong. They must become a strong Christian. So they are not tossed apart to and fro. By the devil. And to stand steadfast as a Christian. How to become unmovable Christian. How to be an unmovable Christian. How to be a spiritual Christian. How to become a holy Christian. How to become a mature Christian. How you can be a zealous Christian. How you can be a fruitful Christian. I preach to them. I share the scripture with them. I, I, and this book, it is a great thing to serve the Lord. I explain to them why it is a great thing to serve the Lord. One day, one day, this people that I always talk to. I even preach about 
familiar spirits i even preach about the prophetic i explain to them things that they must not follow and they must not listen and they like consulting people for directions so one day i was forced to even let them understand that look if you want to know who a true prophet is and if you want to know that certain things doesn't work in your life i realized that there are some things that is happening to people they don't understand it why is this happening to me why is this occurring to me so when people get frustrated instead of serving God and it's God who blesses they want to go for consultation so if they don't get that say it, that say it and the Lord is saying this and the Lord is saying that they are not comfortable with you in the church so one day we had it all night. So I say, all night, Debbie. And one particular lady that I had spoken to that your problem will be solved in this all night. Make sure you just come and pray. God will set you free from this problem. And that simple word of coming to all night to come and pray, your problem will be solved. The lady didn't like it. We came for the all night. I was looking for the woman. I was trying to find out where this lady is to pray for her. She wasn't there. I felt something wrong. And I said, Lord, have mercy on this woman. She should have been here. So that she should have been set free from this problem. Lo and behold, Sunday too came. It was a Friday. Saturday came. Sunday came. She wasn't in church. I say, hey, people are not people. Oh. When the pastor has devoted all the time for the sheep, and you feel for the sheep, the situation that the sheep is in, and trying to hear from God to find a way of solving the lady's problem. So I said, oh, this lady that I'm not hearing from her, let me go and visit her because of this a particular problem i went there on a tuesday to visit her i knock at the door ah i saw a lot of people in the house i cannot people like this the relatives are there this one is bringing water this one is bringing towel i said ah what is going on and they said it he spoke to me in tree what's what has happened so i went to her she couldn't talk a girl has twisted bruises on the hand the leg is twisted they've just discharged her from the hospital they just brought her from the hospital I said what has happened to you everybody was quiet the family members were quiet one of them said that Friday we catch her and say, we are about all night. Oh, sorry. Hey. Our lighthouse. We are about all. Sana so for one more. We are a baby. So we are going to be a baby. We all night. We are going to be a accident. We are going to What a shock. Hey. hey. People are not people. You see, the mystery is such that um, we are trying to 
change the pattern of how Jesus Christ did the ministry on this earth. And if you really want to copy somebody who is as simple as Jesus Christ, then you need to follow our father that we are exposing these books to you. There is no one here or no church member who has any situation that cannot be solved or cannot come out of that crisis and that situation when you get hold of this book that person is free how to neutralize curses how to neutralize curses people have problems people have issues the situation that the people are in you need a collection of this Macarius. It is inside. If somebody comes, you know, some people come with some problems and you don't even know the pattern of this problem, what it means, what it is, and which direction you must go or how to solve the person's problem. Our father has written one book, How to Recognize Demons. This one. This one. How to Recognize Demons. This book can help you. There are some people when they come around you, you will see a certain sign, some manifestation. You will know that demon is at work. And sometimes they are under the influence of curses. That's why things are not working for them. That's why things doesn't go the way it must go. You need to read this book. How to neutralize curses. And help your church member. And help that person who is in crisis. And this book will set the person free. That they won't go to places for quantra and all kinds of things that they say. Mm. You have authority in the word of God. You have power in the word of God. Our Father, we are welcome. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. So, a lot of people are under the influence of curses and they don't know that things that doesn't work well for them in their life is coming from a certain pattern of troubles that they have incurred over the years maybe curses from your father curses from your mother but it's falling on you and these type of cases when the people are coming to church and they are frustrated sometimes as a pastor you have not sometimes you know the, 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 the daily activity sometimes does not even help you to hear from God but we have a prophet that we can see through him we have a man of God who has written a book that when you pick it up you can identify the person's problem easily and you will neutralize the curse over the person's life and the person will be set free under any demonic power this book will set your church members free if you want to know the prophets you want to know how they reacted to certain situations buy this book it will help your ministry don't go and start following people who have to give you cloth who have to give you rings who have to give you some protection I've had people who have come and then they said they are tormented when they came to church and I, when I'm going to pray for them Lord said that they lay hands suddenly on no man and I'll say hey who is this person it's a strange person and, then, and I said look you better confess before I pray for you and he tells me that look I'm coming from a church 
why in the middle of the night they kill chicken and bury it in the church and he says that miracles and things are happening i say hey i don't know that one why jesus christ killed a chicken and put it in the altar or behind the church things are happening people are going to wrong places they are confused with the truth now. Pseudo ministry is all around us. It's just like in the time, if you say in the time of Ahab and Jezebel. When Elijah was the true prophet around, there were false prophets, 450 were also operating. It got so disturbing that he said, that, Look, let us now come before the Lord now. Let us know whose God is the true God. You are confusing the masses. You are confusing the people. You are saying this. You are showing people this direction. You are telling them this. You are saying this. It is so confusing. Now, I am the prophet of God. I am here now. Come and then let us find out who is God. Who is serving the true God. And they had a nice challenge. They put bonfire there. They put meat, booze, and cars. They, they called on their God for fire. They were all prophets. The Bible said they were prophets. So what kind of prophets were they? Right now we have a lot of prophets around. We don't know what kind of prophets they are. Everybody gets up. No, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. We, we, we are just using that title of a prophet to confuse a lot of people. When you can hear small from God, you say, hey, I had a word of knowledge. I'm a prophet. No, do you know the meaning of a prophet? You know who actually is a prophet. The Bible says in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 13. Deuteronomy chapter 13. Let's read. Deuteronomy chapter 13. It says that if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give thee a sign or a wonder he said that and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying let us go after other gods which thou hast not known and let us save them this story is written for us very easy one day a certain man came to me and said that look pastor I am confused I have gone on radio somebody who is talking on radio and when I went to him I went to consult him that this was my problem and the man charged me 1,500 cities. And after he had told me this, he told me to bring my old dress. So he went for the dress, gave it to the man, and he told him that, oh, God has done it, I'll solve your problem. Go and bring anointing oil, nine, nine bottles. And he bought the nine bottles of anointing oil. He said, that, write your name on the piece of paper. And put it in the nine bottles, each paper. Nine. And he said that I will pray over it. And he prayed over it and he closed them. And he told the man that when you go home, in the middle of the night, 12 o'clock, take a bucket of water and pour it inside the bucket and bath with it midnight, 12 o'clock for nine days. And your problem will be over. I see. I don't know this one. I don't know this one. Your old dress is gone. 
1,500 is gone. And now, this is the direction that you have to go to. I look at the man and I was asking God, God, where is this one to in the Bible? Then the Lord reminded me of Naaman. And he said that Naaman came from Syria and said that he had gods there. And he said that the Raymond gods, when they perform miracles, they collect money. No, say, omu di, omu yen, senche, ni, omu jiska. I, and I say, hey, people who collect money, no, say, are they genuine prophets of God? I don't know. I am following what the word of God tells me. If you, if you are confused and you don't know, that's why you should take this book, How to Do It Like Curses, it will help you. Bishop have stated them in this book. It has explained who the prophetic is and how you can come out of curses. I said that I know that the Naaman was telling the people that look, I know that Charlie, anybody who he said that the gods, when they perform miracles for you, they take money. But how come that when I was coming, because I knew when they perform miracles, they take money, I brought two horses of money. And I brought them that the God that will transform and change me and heal me, I will give him the money. That's why Naaman came with the money to Israel. And I hear that there is a prophet, a true man of God here, who can heal me. I've come. When he heals me, I know the normal practice is to give him money when he finishes healing. The Bible said that when he came, and the man told him to go and wash himself in the pool of water, he was confused. He said that ah, is that that simple? I mean, God can just heal you by washing yourself in the water. I was wondering where, 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 and how the man of God. The Bible did not state that he had a word of knowledge. He saw God telling him that go and wash yourself in the pool. He, 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 he had a revelation. The Bible did not state anything like that. I was one day trying to understand that how is this part so called? If how would Elijah, how would he have known? Elijah, how would he have known that ah he should go and dip himself seven times? Is there something relating to anything that can direct us to understand where this prophecy came in? Verse 2, and, and, and he said that, and the sign or the one that comes to pass, whereof he speak unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods. No, no, sorry, we finished reading this. Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. Now listen. He said that, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet and that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proved you. To know whether you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Some people are performing miracles and it comes to pass. But the direction in the teachings and what they are leading you into. Bring dress, bring this, bring oil, bring chicken. But they are performing a miracle. When you see these type of demands, know that you have gone to a wrong place. Hey. Hallelujah. So the Bible is warning us, and God wants us that He is testing you. When you see these miracles, will you follow them? Some of these things happen for a test to you. When you have some situation at hand, where will you go? Will you call on your pastor or your prophet? Who? Hey. And 
was so simple that the man went to dip himself in the water. And then when he came out, he was healed. So, I've always been wondering that, so, God, that's prophetic ministry. And sometimes, you can show, you can speak, we can hear. And how come? So, I was listening to our father, and our father was, uh, I was reading the book, uh, How to Identify Demons, and I was reading this book. Then, I started understanding something about the prophetic that God has written everything. God has given us direction as to what to do, what can bring healing. It's like a doctor who has done medicine where he knows every pattern. When he sees this, it means he has to give you this treatment. When he sees that, so it is like it is not every time that you even have to go through blood tests. Some doctors with experience, they will not even let you go for blood tests. They will not even examine you. Anything. But when they see a certain science on pattern, they will just prescribe certain particular medicine for you. He has known it and he knows how to go about it with experience. So I was wondering, then I saw the scripture where in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 14, Leviticus chapter 14, the Bible says that now when somebody is sick of a leper, it said that that person must cleanse himself or wash himself it says verse 7 this is 14 verse 7 it said that and he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times hmm. and yes. shall pronounce him clean hmm. and shall let the living bed loose into the open air the next verse he said that he should, uh, yeah, he should wash himself in water yes that's it hmm. That is it. He said that, and he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes and shave off his hair and wash himself in water that he may be clean and after he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days I said hey, maybe Elisha he has been reading the bible he knows the word of God so as soon as the man came he said that oh but I know in the scripture in the book of Leviticus that you should wash yourself in the water that pool of Samaria I know my God my faith is at work when I command him that he should go and wash himself in the water he will receive healing he didn't say thou sayeth the Lord he didn't say that I see God telling me that you should go and wash he didn't say anything but he just stood on the word of God and gave him direction according to the word of knowledge from the word of God and said go and wash yourself in the pool of water seven times hallelujah somebody is receiving a ministry of direction to his people this book will help you this book will direct you then I realized that it is not as easy as people see that's here the Lord that's it we are confusing the people what God has not said what he didn't say that's here the Lord he said go and wash yourself and I believe that he knew the word so every prophet must know the word of God and where he can use it to set the person free from whatever bondage and captive that he is in hallelujah now when I look at the meaning of prophet let me try and read that but then it, it will make sense and to be much clearer it's, it's in one of the chapters here but let me try and get it directly here the meaning of a prophet he said that the prophetic foretelling events as if by supernatural intervention 
Then he says that a prophet, someone who speaks by divine inspiration, someone who is an interpreter of the will of God, interpreter of the will of what? God. What is the will of God saying? What, what does God want me to tell the person? Now, and he says that one who prophesies or predicts or foreteller or foretells events instructed by God to speak in his name. So, if God hasn't said it, the, the, the prophet has no right to say anything that he do this or do that. But by word of knowledge and by experience, by reading the scriptures and understanding what God wants us to do, like now in our time, if somebody comes to us and then we have to pray for him, a lot of us we are operating as pastors, teachers of the word, evangelists, and some of us are not pastors, but the fact that we can hear small, we say we are prophets, and everybody signboard in the city is going, prophet this, prophet that, prophet that. It's true, you can hear from God, but that doesn't make you a prophet. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. So when God is speaking to us, he's leading us by his spirit. And this prophetic area is one of the dangerous places that we are misleading a lot of people. And then a lot of people are going to places. And then they don't know how to come out of certain situations and crisis. This book will help you. If you need help, go for this book. Some of them are curses. And that has to be broken. And the Bible tells us how to break these curses. When you read this book. It will show you the areas in the Bible where you need these scriptures to help you to set the people who are captive free. No wonder when somebody is a prophet, the man can, Jesus Christ came from praying from the mountains and said that, Luke chapter uh, 4, verse 18, he said that the Spirit of God is upon you. To release and to set people who are in bondage free. But it looks as if these days, the prophets that we have, they are rather putting more burden on the people. One day a certain man came to me and he said that he, he, he went to some place and they told him that you should go and look for some, he wants some powers, you should go and look for some powers. He asked me to pray for him and say, hey, we don't pray for people like that. You have to stay in church and then grow strong in the Lord and hear the preaching. It's not like by prayer, prayer it's like you are cleansed and you are okay. The word of God will wash you. When you say you have, you have accepted, you have repented, stay in the church. Let the word of God change you. It's not by one day prayer and then it's like you are gone. And I said, well, what is your problem? Well, he said, oh, I needed some powers behind things. And then uh, they, they told me that I should go and look for some, some uh, crocodile head. I should go and look for alligator tail. And you should look for uh, this snake lizard head, the colorful one. I, the I mean, it's like some directions. It's like the person should suffer and go and look for all these things and bring them to you. And he said that. So how will you look for this? Oh, it's not a problem. When you go to KJTR, they are selling them. I say, hey, I didn't know this. The, the, the man came to me and he was telling me that when you go to KJTR, they have scorpion, they have snakes, they have everything that they sell. Is it true or not true? I didn't know this. It was the man who was confessing to me and was telling me. 
One day, a certain man said that when he was when he came, he was having some situation and some crisis. That and I was telling him that look, this thing is case. I've read from my father's book. It's a case. This case is either you have gone to consult something, you have done something somewhere, you went to some oracle, you have gone to consult some god, and this thing is chasing you, and there's confusion. Nothing works. You don't have employment. You don't have this. So this is your situation there. You must repent well, confess your sins, say what you have done in your past. All those things. It's like I've not said that. Say yet. I've heard. I mean, from the pattern of what I've read from the book, the word of God, and the direction from a prophet who has written a book to me, I took this book and I read it and I said, look, Charlie, you have a problem. It's a case. But this case, confess it and you can be free. I'll pray with you and then I'll anoint you with oil. The Bible said when somebody is sick and he comes, anoint him the one with oil and he will recover. So I'm only obeying the word of God to anoint you with oil. And when you recover, it is not me. It is God, Jesus, who has healed you. And the brother, he started confessing to me. He said that, um, Pastor I said, this thing is an old thing. It's a curse that is within you. Me, obviously, but I feel, I know that it's a curse. What have you done? Have you gone to an oracle? Have you gone to some juju man? Have you gone to this? He said, uh, let me remember. Uh, it's true. Uh, Pastor, what can I say? No. He said, there was some kind. Osepasangamiwoskuno,niyepesiyebobo,nakabonetuveniyakwabroche,enangusi,papebiyoyendropaiyekowa,namudinsueshiwa,nawafre,setantoni,nawuduunsashim,najese,wiyuunsa,naw